Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. God's goodness. Is God biased? This is part two of three. The background for this key verse is Jesus is in a city outside of Jewish territory when a woman comes up to him seeking his help. The key verse is Matthew fifteen twenty four. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, why did Jesus tell this mom he was not sent to help her, but only the people of Israel? When I wrote that question as part of the episode notes, I intended to write about why Jesus said what he did in Matthew 24, but then I hesitated and wondered, what does the Lord have to say about it? So I prayed and asked him. Now, I don't hear God's voice actually. It's more like an impression upon or a thought in my mind that I sometimes attribute to God. But then it's difficult to tune out previous teachings I've heard or read concerning this passage. But I'm going to try. This episode has the results from that time in prayer. The devotion focused, Is God Biased? I want to read through the passage in Matthew 15, verses 21 through 28. Verse 21. Then Jesus went and departed unto the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon, or it could be Tyre and Sidon, I'm not sure. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coastal area and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she's crying out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet the little dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And she literally said, truth, Lord. And from Strong's Concordance, it means yes, even so. Matthew fifteen twenty-eight. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Now, there are several lessons contained in this passage. The first I see is Jesus' reputation preceded him to this foreign region. When the woman in this account heard Jesus was close by, she sought him out. And here's where the Lord answered that prayer of whether he is biased against those, not of the Jewish people. So while studying this passage in esword.net, a Bible study program on my computer, a corresponding commentary off to the side of the page caught my eye. So listen to a description of this passage in Matthew 15 from that commentary. I'm going to paraphrase it a little for ease of understanding. It reads, It is important to realize that this woman was not a Jew, but a Gentile. She was descended from the Canaanites, an immoral race which God had marked for extinction. Through Israel's disobedience, some had survived the invasion of Canaan under Joshua, and this woman was a descendant of the survivors. As a Gentile, she did not enjoy the privileges of God's chosen people here on the earth. She was a foreigner, having no hope. And in that position, she had no claim on God or the Messiah. 
But in speaking to Jesus, she addressed him as the Lord, the son of David, a title which the Jews used in speaking of the Messiah. And although Jesus was the son of God, a Gentile had no right to approach him on that basis. This may be why he did not answer her at first. And then in verse 23, his disciples came and urged him to send her away. To them, she was a nuisance. But to him, to Jesus, she was a welcome example of faith and a vessel in whom his grace would shine. But first, he must prove and educate her faith. And so in verses 24 and 25, Jesus reminded her that his mission was to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, not to Gentiles and certainly not to Canaanites. She was undismayed by this apparent refusal and dropping the title of son of David, she worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. If she couldn't come to him as a Jew to her Messiah, she would come as a creature to her creator. Now I'm going to read once more Jesus' reaction to this mother's persistence. Matthew 15, 28. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. And so the second lesson I see here is inferred. The fact this woman sought Jesus out and persisted in seeking his help with her daughter, it tells me she had sought help elsewhere, but to no avail. Now think of this. In that ancient time, with no swift and sure means of communication, this woman had not only heard of Jesus and his reputation as healer, but on word of mouth alone, she believed he was the Messiah and said so when she held him as a son of David, a messianic title. And think of it that Jesus' own nation rejected him as their Messiah, but here is a woman living in a foreign region who believes in Jesus as Messiah and therefore able to heal as she obviously (laughs) heard from those who traveled from Israel through her region. Now, how about the disciples? Were they biased? I don't know. But I do wonder why they didn't intervene on the woman's behalf instead of becoming frustrated with her and asking Jesus to send her away. But if you will look through the four Gospels, See if you can find any place where it is written that Jesus turned away even one person who sought him with a sincere heart. So in summary, if God has a bias, it's for lost and hurting souls, and he proved it when he sent his own son to die for our sins so he could give hope to all who desire it. The action to consider is to spend time in the next uh, few days and see if you're biased against others. Let me see if I can help. How about non-Christians? Yes, how about those of other beliefs that lead them to worship what we consider cultic beliefs? Well, how about criminals? And I asked this being a former law enforcement officer. But listen, it's normal to have biases, and lots of them. The point to consider is whether we will allow them to affect how we pray for these very ones we don't care for. This action to take is after thinking through these questions, oppose those biases we discover by focusing on the following verse. 1 Timothy 1.15 This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief, Paul writes. Think through it and let God speak to your spirit. Next week's devotion 
Does God hate us? Proverbs 6.16 These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.